0: With day 1 of the NFL draft wrapping up with the Lions making their two selections, I thought it would be fun to compare some of the similarities and differences between the two Detroit teams, the Detroit Lions and the Detroit Pistons. We'll talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team everyday. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kooka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. I'm recording this right after, oh, later on we'll talk about Holzer. Mike Holzer, the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, and how their season ended how that could potentially uh, impact the Detroit Pistons' coaching search. And then even later on in the podcast, I want to talk about Amon Thompson and the Overtime Elite League. Um, you guys will see what I have to say then. Um, but first, I'm recording this right after the Lions, well, actually the first round still going on, but the Lions made their two selections. So unless I missed it, While I'm recording, they end up going back into the first round for a third pick. I'm recording this right after the Lions made their selections in the NFL Draft. And I thought, I had one of you guys tweet at me. I was like, okay, this is a cool idea. I thought, since it's NFL Draft Day, I could go ahead and record an episode comparing the differences and the similarities between the Lions and the Pistons. Both Detroit sports teams that hope to be on the way up. The Lions seem to be much ahead of that, uh, much farther ahead than the Pistons are, but both of them look to be moving on the way up and hopefully are, it looks like they're going to be good around the same time. So hopefully we have downtown Boston, uh when these two teams are playing really well. We have a lot of fans down there downtown, hopefully be looking, looking lit, but um, so one of the, the, the similarities, obviously they both um, have black GMs, which I think is something that uh, matters a lot, maybe not matters a lot, but it's very cool to have um, it's, Especially in a in a black city like Detroit, uh, we've heard how important that was with Troy Weaver when he hired, uh, or not hired, when he kept Dwayne Casey around. Then when they got Jeremy Grant in free agency, we remember all the the article that James Edwards III wrote about Jeremy Grant choosing this city because it's a black city. Um, So. I think that's a cool comparison, especially because of the lack of, of representation in the NFL when it comes to minority coaches and GMs and owners and all that stuff. The fact that the Lions have that is pretty cool. So, And the Pistons and the Lions both have it. So I think that's a, a cool comparison. Um, a, a difference, though. Here's one of the differences. I'm hoping this is a difference. The Lions, after this draft. Now, whether you like these picks, it seems like they 100% reached on both these picks. The Pistons have a lottery coming up. The Pistons have a high draft pick coming up. I pray to God that they do not reach in their picks. Hopefully that does not happen. If that happens, I will be very, very sad. I'll be very sad because right now I'm sad as a Lions fan. I can't believe they picked a a, a running back in the first round. It was just, you can't, I'm not on board with that. But point is, that's the difference, hopefully. Lions maybe reached on some players. Hopefully the the, the Pistons don't reach on some guys um, in their draft. And the big similarity here. This is one I really want to get to. The big similarity that I hope the Pistons and the Lions end up or maybe the Pistons could look at the Lions and, and kind of take um some take basically like take some advice from them is the head coach. I think the the Pistons could very very much end up with the same type of head coach as Dan Campbell. And this is what I mean. A head coach who is young and up and coming, a head coach who is very emotional, very relatable with his players, very aggressive with his play style, and gets guys to play extremely hard for him, and they love to play for him. I think those are all things that the Pistons should be looking in their next head coach. And here's another similarity that I think will happen with the Pistons. If you're a Lions fan or if you watched the Lions at all the last two years, Dan Campbell, there's been some questions at times about some of his clock management Sometimes about the use of his timeouts. Uh, There's been some questions about that. Some people agree, disagree about it. But there's been questions about that. However, he's a young head coach. uh, First time head coach learning those things as he goes. He's receptive to criticism. And while he has those, you know, moments of questioning some of his time management, you know what he does have? Creativity. Extremely creative play caller. Extremely creative head coach. The Lions do all kinds of crazy stuff offensively. You see them consistently. One of, the, I think they were the the team that went for the most fourth downs in the NFL last year. They are extremely aggressive. They believe in their players, and Dan Campbell plays an aggressive, new age type of football. I think that's what the Pistons need to get with their with their new head coach—an aggressive and and creative offensive mind, someone who plays the new era a of type of, uh, of modern NBA basketball, who's hip with the new modern basketball, who's looking for the next great thing, not staying with the pass and letting it catch up to him. That's what the Pistons need in this next head coach. I feel like a young head coach who can relate with his players, who players will love to play for and will run through a brick wall for on that court, and also will design creativity with their offense, play aggressive, be one of the fastest and aggressive team, uh, most aggressive teams in the league with their young talent, I think that's the biggest similarity they, that they can have between the two teams is that the Pistons should look at the head coach that the Detroit Lions have and say, you know what, that's how we should do it. That's how we should do it right there. And maybe it's Charles Lee, former NBA player, young uh, assistant head coach. Maybe it's Jaron Collins, former NBA player, young head coach. Whichever one you believe has the the, the the type of personality that players will relate to and want to run through a brick wall for, Whatever coach has the the, the creativity offensively to make things happen, that's that's the head coach I think they should get. And if they do go that route, I think you'll see very, you'll start to hear more and more uh, comparisons between the Lions and the Pistons. And I don't think that would be a bad thing. I very much like Dan Campbell. I think that's exactly what the Pistons should be going after. So let me know in the comment section down below. Should the Pistons be going after a type of head coach like Dan Campbell is for the Detroit Lions? Let me know that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Kukio. Coming up, the Milwaukee Bucks as the number one seed just lost in the first round. There's rumors that Mike Boonholzer may be on the hot seat, maybe on his way out. Will that affect the Pistons' head coaching search? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, this one. I've got to tell you guys a little bit about Nissan. Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And obviously the Detroit Pistons are not playing currently. So I'm going to be picking my player of the weeks from teams that are currently in the playoffs and players I think are playing the best and providing me the most excitement, the most fun watching in the playoffs. And this week, I'm picking Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is my Nissan's most electric player of the week. This man, Jimmy Butler, just knocked off the number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks by playing some of the most ferocious type of basketball, the absolute just just powerful type of basketball. On the on the final play to send it into overtime, just straight up out out you know just gets physical with Max or not Max Drews, but gets straight up physical with Pat Connington, pushes him off and hits the hits the game tying shot to send it to overtime. Damn near averaging 40 points in the first round. Went toe to toe with the Greek freak. Jimmy Butler absolutely balled out. He was absolutely electric. In this first round. So he's my Nissan's most electric player of the week. Brought to you by the all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. The EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. And Jimmy Butler, again, is my Nissan's most electric player of the week. Brought to you by the all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And then I got to tell you guys about another one of our sponsors, BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash lockdown MBA and get on your way to being your best self. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are at this point and wherever you're trying to get to. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charges. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMBA today to get 10% off your first month That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMBA. Use code LockedOnMBA today to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMBA. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. I appreciate all of you guys who are still listening every single day, Locked On Pistons, even during the offseason, even during the you know, tiring days of the offseason, where there's not really much to talk about. We don't know who the next head coach is going to be. We haven't heard much about it. The lottery's not here yet. We're still waiting to see where the Pistons end up. I appreciate all you guys who continue to come by and listen, and things are definitely going to start heating up soon with the draft lottery, especially when the Pistons make their head coach. And speaking of the Pistons head coach that they'll go with, Mike Budenholzer and the Milwaukee Bucks just lost to the Miami Heat in the first round, one 8 seeds first seed lost to the eighth seed in five games very disappointing first round matchup for the Milwaukee Bucks very disappointing end of their season now Giannis did miss three games um, and that definitely played a big part in this series but nonetheless that was a team that had the best record and championship aspirations and they just fell short and now there's rumors that Mike Boonehoser may be on the hot seat, and maybe Mike Boonehoser may be getting fired. Could that impact the Pistons' coaching search at all? I think it 100% does. First of all, let me tell you this. Maybe, just maybe, I, I, I want to wait to see and see if we get any reports, any rumors about this or or something first, but maybe Troy Weaver sees the future. Because there's a lot of coaches, it seems like, in these playoffs now that maybe you didn't expect would be available that could potentially be available. Like Ty Lu, he could potentially be available now. Um, J.B. Bickerstaff, he could potentially be available now. Looks like Mike Boonholzer might be available now. And who knows who else may become available from these playoffs. So maybe the Pistons are waiting to see some of these guys and will go after some of these guys that potentially leave their teams. Now, do I think the Pistons will be going after Mike Budenholzer? I don't think that they'll be going after Mike Budenholzer um, at this point of, of the coaching search. It seems like that they're, excuse me, it seems like they're, they're really, really dedicated and really, you know, zeroed in on having a black head coach. It, it just seems like that's what they're they're targeting. That's what they want. So, I, I, whether you agree or disagree with with it, I think that's what they're really going for right now. So I don't know if they'd be interested in Mike Boonholzer. Um we we've, we've gotten kind of like some rumors about that before the season even ended when the Pistons got rid of their or maybe not get got rid of Dwayne Casey but moved him up into the front office, the three finalists, all our black uh, coaches, assistant head coaches or or you know whatever head of coaching and player development in OTE, which we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um so I don't think they'll be interested in Mike Boonholzer, but I think it can still have an impact on the Pistons coaching search. Because what if the, the Milwaukee Bucks move on from Mike Boonholzer and then just elevate Charles Lee, who's their assistant coach, who also is getting an interview with the Toronto Raptors? What, what if he ends up going back to Milwaukee? Or not going back to Milwaukee, but getting, getting a promotion in Milwaukee? Well, now the Pistons are out another candidate. Now they're just down to two candidates and whoever else they happen to find. Their, two, their, their three front runners were Charles Lee, Jaron Collins, and Kevin Ali. Maybe Charles Lee just gets a promotion where he's at. And he goes up to uh, the head coach in Milwaukee. And I guarantee you if that was something that was possible for him, I refuse to believe he'd pick the Pistons situation over that. He's going to be having the best player in the world on his team, coaching championship aspirations. I don't believe that he'd be interested in coming to the Pistons if that was the case. Now, we don't know if that's actually something that's going to happen. But I think it's something to watch. And it could definitely impact the Pistons uh, coaching search if Mike Boonholzer does get fired or if he just walks away or if they split ways whatever it could impact them and could impact them and I and not just Mike Boone hold this situation seeing the rumors about all these other head coaches that could potentially be getting moved on from like what other head coaches could be doing it who knows and maybe that's part of the Pistons plan maybe they're just waiting to see how these first round matchups go and see if any coaches get a elimin- or get fired because of it and then they get interviewed with them so who knows I'm really interested to see how that happens we haven't heard much about the Pistons' head coaching search over the last few days. I, I think our last update was the fact that they had three frontrunners. I think that was like last week or the beginning of this week. So it's been a little quiet with the Pistons um, with the Pistons coaching search. Um, the the biggest news out of that is that, like I said earlier, Charles Lee is interviewing with the Raptors too. So. That's another guy the Pistons are interested that in. could be going to another job if the Pistons you know, don't make a decision quickly. Um, I did find it interesting that the Toronto Raptors are not interviewing Kevin Olley. I found it pretty interesting. I thought he was a hot commodity on the, on the market. But they're not interested, apparently. Who knows? Maybe they don't know that he's you know the head of coaching and player development over at the OTEs. Um, and speaking of that, I want to move on to the next segment where I want to just give my thoughts on Amon Thompson – And the Overtime Elite League in general, real quick. You guys will see what my thoughts are on that in just a minute. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the first time or the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only, exclusive supply at eBayMotors.com. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons, your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button at the YouTube channel if you have not already. Or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Alright, so I want to let you guys know this now. This is not my breakdown of Amon Thompson. This is not our draft profile dive-in episode, whatever of Amon Thompson. It's not. I'm not done with that yet. I told you guys in the last episode. I am getting into it. Um, I've watched three games so far of Amon Thompson with the OTE. I want to watch him in a different setting, playing a different in a different uh, playing in a different setting, um, because and be, get ready for this. This is about to be a little bit of a rant, real quick to end the podcast. The overtime elite league is awful. It's, it's, it's horrific. I've watched three games. And I have my, my first two takeaways, first two takeaways, both, both have to do with the Pistons. First two takeaways of watching these few games with OTE that I've watched. One, you shouldn't want anyone that's associated with this when it comes to coaching, when it comes to like some of the players, Thompson twins. Okay. But I, I don't know how you can watch this league. And take it seriously at all. Like I can't take this seriously even a little bit. I can't imagine getting a head coach from this league. Like this, this is this uh, this league is. There's no way that people watch this league one for fun on purpose. Like they watch it for fun or two watch and take it seriously at all. It's it's terrible. I haven't. I it's been. I feel like I've been suffering watching through these games. So that's my first takeaway. I don't care if, if if Ali was the head of coaching and development, a head coach over there, a GM, a trainer, a player scout, I like I can't take I I per, I just can't take anything seriously with the OTE. I, I just can't. they had Agent 0 as a commentator. Like come on, bro. Those of you guys who are around my age, 24, 25, who grew up playing 2K, you guys know who Agent 0 is. He's a commentator for the OTEs. Like come on, bro. Like I couldn't believe it. I like I can't take it serious. And then my second takeaway was, does Amon Thompson even take it serious? I'm watching these games, and I'm trying to, I'm, you know, jotting down notes. I'm trying to break down Amon Thompson, the player. I'm trying to get my takeaways. And one of my first takeaways watching Amon in the OTEs was, I literally have it written down, I'm not sure Amon Thompson even takes this this league seriously. It's hard to, like, get, like, I'm going to have stuff. Don't worry. I'm going to have stuff to talk about with Amon Thompson. I'm gonna tr- Again, I'm going to try to watch him in a different setting and try to get more, you know, obviously I'm going to watch a little bit more of his tape. But through the games I've watched, one of my big things is how can I take this seriously when it looks like at times even Amon doesn't take it seriously? Like, if you watch him over there, there's multiple times where I see him just, you know, it feels like he's just playing pick-up ball he's not really caring. Like, he's just out there trying trying stuff like he's just like whatever let's do this like it doesn't feel like there's much structure at all to what they're doing it doesn't feel like there's much like what, what's the word i'm looking for here there's there's not a point of what he's doing it's just like there and i'm not saying this is the whole time he's out there i'm not trying to say he's i, I know some people may take it away as me trying to say he's you know uh, some negative aspect of it it's not i'm not trying to really be too negative about amen it's just that it's hard to watch these him and his brother it's hard to watch the OTEs and really have like big takeaways at least from what I've watched so far I'm sure I'll end up getting more takeaways I end up feeling more confident about uh bigger takeaways the more I watch but man it's just hard it's hard to like get legit takeaways from what you're watching over there guys aren't really playing defense guys aren't really trying on defense it's like the rotations aren't very good it doesn't seem like there's many big guys over there. Guys, you know, I, I see guys pressing, getting beat in the backcourt, and then they just run down five on two. It's like a pickup game where everyone's too tired, and it's just like layups. Like, that stuff happens. It's just like, dude, what's going on? It, like, what's happening? There's times where 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 Amin will just pass the ball and just, you know, sit back and watch catch the ball, take a step back. Like it, Nothing that happens in this league I can take seriously, dude. It's just like, I, it's so hard for me to watch this and be like, dude, they are taking this at the, the utmost seriousness. And I now understand why people are saying, hey, OTE, it's hard to take away anything with these guys and why it may scare some scouts. Now, I don't think that simply playing in the OTE should scare away everyone completely. I don't think that should be the case. But I do understand why some people feel that way. Because, my God, if you haven't watched the OTE game, you can watch them on YouTube. Go watch some of these games. It's tough. It's tough. So, I will say this. One of the... I know I was a little bit negative right there. I, and, again, I wasn't trying to really go at Ahmed. I'm more so going up to OTE and, and how their structure is and how, like, it's supposed to be... I, my understanding of OTE is supposed to be helping younger guys, give them a different route than just college to, you know, make money and, and, you know, raise their draft stock or, you know, try to get to the NBA. Like, that's what my understanding is of that. Outside of the money part, I don't see how this is helping prospects at all. Because you're not putting legit product on the floor and you're not really showing off things that need to be shown. Like, I don't get it. I I don't get what this league's purpose is. But, again, it's more about the league than Amon Thompson himself. A positive that I got from Amon, and again, we're going to dive into this in a future episode. Probably next week, towards the end of next week, I'll probably be finished with my... my, uh, my, my studying of him, researching of him. um, Quick positive that I got instantly. Dude, obviously, is a freak athlete. In transition, he should be a nightmare. He should be just crazy, I feel like. In, in transition and on cuts, he should just be a, a freak of a freak of nature. Just scary to deal with. Especially if you were to pair that with, like, Jay and Ivy in transition. Like, dude, that should be terrifying for opposing defenses. Like, you get him on the move, flowing to the basket, and just let him use his lesson and just pound it on somebody. Like... It could be scary. That that is was one of my first positive takeaways I watched from him, is that transition. Yeah, this dude could be a, could, could be pretty crazy, but that's just a little treat, a little you know, a little a little Easter egg for what's gonna be coming up next week with Amon Thompson. Stay tuned for that. But that that's all I've got for you guys today. Let me know what you guys' thoughts on the O.T. and Amon Thompson if you watch some of it in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kukahill. Also, if any of you guys are Lions fans, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on how the Lions. First round win. Let me know all that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at KukaHill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. Hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe. Peace out.